Welcome to Haunting History, the podcast that reaches back into the past for the events that still haunt us today. Tales of true crime, mystery, and the macabre. And when we're lucky, the stories were history and the people who lived it and the paranormal meet. Now who doesn't love a good ghost story, right? Welcome back to Haunting History Podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and we want to invite you this Friday night, October 20th, while we record our Halloween episode at the Haunted Corona Public Library in Corona, California. You'll get to listen live while enjoying a cocktail provided by Evolve Distillery. For more information on our event, Spirits with Spirits, email us at huntinghistorypodcast.com or you can call the library directly at 951-736-2381. Again, that's this Friday night, October 20th at 7 p.m., at the Haunted Corona Public Library. Next is part two of my interview with Jennifer Talley with the New Orleans Paranormal Society. So there is another location that you take people to, though. What is that? That one is the Andrew Jackson Hotel. And I will argue that it is probably one of the most haunted places in the French Quarter. Prove me wrong. Nobody knows that property like me. Um, one of the other investigators, Chris, he goes there quite often, a lot more than I do lately. People come to New Orleans and want to hear about Delphine Lalaurie who tortured her slaves, etc., 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 and think that her house is the most haunted place. It doesn't hold a candle to the Andrew Jackson. Not, not at all. Why is it, Why do you think the Andrew Jackson Hotel is more haunted than any other place? We have... So even when we did our walking ghost tours, we still would pop in there if we had a small group once in a while. So between two of us, we've been investigating that site for over five years. The property itself, there's there's a hotel next door to it that's closed now. It's been closed since COVID called the Cornstalk Fence Hotel, literally named for the fence outside that's iron and has corn on it. Th- those back before our great first great fire happened in 1788 weren't there on the property stood the old Spanish school and orphanage, right? Cause that was back when, you know, Spanish colony, right? So when that great fire happened on good Friday, the school was destroyed. And the rumor is, and we can't prove that how many children, but the rumor is, is that at least five children were found in the, in the, the fire rubble oh, as wow. they were. Yep. Yeah, so then after that we and we found articles from the schoolmaster this is this so funny i guess it gets lost in translation talking about how enrollment in the school's been down since the fire (laughs) oh okay thanks captain obvious yeah was it andrew jackson was that the school are you saying it was next to the school it was so the two hotels combined were where the school was. Oh, okay. So it is actually on the property of where the school was. Yep. And then the property was split. So the the cornstalk fence was the home of Judge Xavier Martin. And the Andrew Jackson property was the first district courthouse in New Orleans. So back in, you know, Andrew Jackson was actually fined for contempt of court 
while he was trying to get beverages for his, or refused to lift martial law, I think is why he was fined $100. He said, I'll pay it. I don't care. So that was back before, you know, he was president. He was General Jackson. But on the courthouse property, we, we performed the executions too. So imagine that energy, right? Right. The courthouse was destroyed and then the hotel was built. And it's only 21 rooms. It's a small boutique hotel. It's gorgeous though. I've, I've stayed in three of the rooms and it, it even as a local staycation and I just love it. So if you think about the death of children, the, the people that were hung as far as, you know, from court cases and some were innocent. We'll talk about one guy in a bit. So if you think of all that tragedy and just that little area, right? you know, that, that kind of breeds a lot of, a lot of trapped energy. Right. But we do encounter children there. Are they always boys? Because it was a boys' orphanage, right? Or was it just a children's orphanage? It was a boys' school and orphanage. We wouldn't have mixed genders at that time. But it's boys and girls. So there's uh, a boy spirit named Armand, who makes sense that he was probably one of the boys killed. Um, there's a little boy that has been actually following me home sometimes named Walter. Probably not a victim of the fire. I don't any there's not going to be a french or spanish little boy named walter although walter did tell me that he was burned um how he passed and he was only seven but at the, and that does match the age range you know, and how he, did he tell you how are you are you a medium i am um but i didn't know it at that point so walter to, told me over some of our spirit box equipment oh okay um and then there's a little girl named Gabrielle. Um, so we think she's actually the sibling of one of the boys. Um, oh, I wonder what happened to her. She hasn't talked about it from from what I gather. She works a lot with one of the other investigators, Chris. Um, she comes out a lot for him. There's a gentleman named Paul. Um, when that, that hotel was closed over COVID, we investigated and found him. He told us over Spirit Box that he was executed at the courthouse and convicted of clubbing his mother to death, but he was innocent. He did not do it. He was framed. Um, Paul is African-American, um, and recently he's told us that he was framed by a white person who actually Have you it. ever been able to confirm, like, through newspapers or anything, that? We think his, happened? we think his name is Paul Garrett and we did find a little information on a court case, but it's so old. Um, we're having a little difficulty pulling it. Okay. Um, the, the framing I got recently, I, I don't control my mediumship at all. Um, it just turns the dimmer switch lights up whenever it feels like. And so. I started getting that feeling and I asked those questions and he confirmed it. Oh, okay. Um, but he said he won't move on till his name is cleared. No. And you can't find any newspaper articles or anything? <sighs> no. Um, and we're trying to get, um, like, trying to convince someone from the local D- DA's office. I mean, if, I'm sure you can imagine how hard this would be. To basically just show up and posthumously pardon him just so he'd leave and go across over. But as you can imagine, 
<laughs> walking walking into the DA's office like, hi, I know you're not too busy, but, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God, I totally would. I have no problems doing that. Well, that I mean, we, you'd be surprised if you do yeah. that at this time of year yeah. and say, look, we're going to take you on a tour. There's a ghost that thinks that he was framed and we need one of you guys to come in there and be like, look, it's been 300 years. We don't care anymore. You're completely exonerated. Yeah. And that's, we're kind of hoping we've got a, a friend of a friend who's kind of on the slide, kind of working on it um, to where it would just be a, a quick, not on a tour, a quick in and out kind of thing Yeah, to do it. So we're, we're hoping that that happens. Cause I mean that how sad, right? Yeah, if you do that, you better videotape it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to. Yeah, you for better sure. make sure. That's so sad, though. Can you imagine? I mean, there's so many buildings, like, you know, asylums that we talk about all the time, where there's, like, trapped energy. Yep. But if one is communicating that clearly, that something that horrific happened to them, like, yeah. I would hope that someone, hey, if anybody in New Orleans is listening and you have the ability to exonerate anyone... Reach out to Jennifer Talley with New Orleans Paranormal Society. Please. She might need your help on this one. That's amazing. <laughs> Please that, do. I mean, how cool would that be, though? I mean, because you always see, I, I mean, I have zero gifts. I have no ability. I'm not even a ghost hunter. <laughs> Although I love ghost stories, I'm just not an investigator. It's not my gig. I'm not even good at it. But if someone told me, like, hey, there's a spirit trapped here, and if you do this... It might help them move on. I would be there in a heartbeat. I would be like, yeah. I don't know if I believe in this. I don't know if it's true. But just in case, I'm going to give it a shot. So, I don't know. Maybe someone's out there that can help you. Even if it's even even if it's not someone from specifically New Orleans. Maybe it's someone that can still help. But yeah. I totally want to research it. Like, you have me, like, completely wanting to research this Paul Garrett. And it would have been... I, when the courthouse was built, you could look that up. Um, so it would have been after, you know, when that was built. So at least we'd have like proof that he existed and that yeah. this really happened. Yeah, I would love that. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be sleeping at night. I'm going to be searching for <laughs> Paul Garrett. <laughs> Please uh, do. <laughs> I will. So um, if people want to go on your tour, mm-hmm. what, how do they reach you? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, so we've got a website, New Orleans Paranormal Society.com. Um, you can book tours there. We do have some, uh, other links to if they, you know, readers and things that we recommend. We're actually going to be adding a few. I'm so excited. Uh, we meet so many great people that, you know, even remote readings would be great. Uh, but we, we offer, it's called Voices from Beyond Ghost Hunt Experience. So, um, we take children eight and up. Uh, we don't take children under eight. Um, and, and it's for a lot of reasons. Um, there has to be a lot of, you know, some quiet time. And sometimes when they're younger than eight, that's very difficult <laughs> for them to sit still and right. be quiet. Um, and it's also, you know, maturity level. But heck, you meet some seven-year-olds that are more mature sometimes than the adults on your tour. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we had we had to pick a number, and that was just one we all kind of landed on was eight. Okay, so people, if, if your tours are open to anybody eight or over. Yep. yep and yep. what is this Voices Beyond? What are you saying about the voices? The name of the tour is called Voices from Beyond. 
okay. ghost hunt experience. But um, but you can book directly on our website. And we do we operate every night but Tuesday, except for October, since Halloween is on a Tuesday. We are operate. We can't. You can't not do a ghost hunt on Halloween. On Halloween, you can't. <laughs> so. I'm assuming that you probably sell out every October, like every night. How big are your tours? We don't take more than 13 people per group. Okay. And, and that's just because we are, we're still, the premise of the, uh, the tour, um, is, uh, that we want you to become an investigator for the evening. We want to teach you the reality of what you see on TV. We want to put the equipment in your hand, more than just a K2 meter or a little blinky, blinky lighty thing. We want to put the camera in your hand. We want to teach you how to do this. We want you asking questions. And gr- any groups larger than 12 to 13, we, we can't be as hands-on as we want right. to be. Right. Um, you pay good money to do this. You deserve to ask. You deserve that one-on-one, that hands-on. To yeah, do if this. you're going to do something like that, it would be great to do it in a smaller group. Okay, so you believe that the Andrew Jackson Hotel is the most haunted place in the French Quarter. Yeah, we didn't even get to the other energy there. That Oh, tell him, tell me. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. There is another energy there. <laughs> if he's listening, I hope he's approving of how I speak about him. He wants to be called Master. Oh. At first, I thought, I, I didn't get a good vibe for him, but I learned over the years why. At first, the not good vibe, the, the kids were saying, I can't talk. I have to go to bed. I can't talk after nine. And I thought, well, what the heck's going on? And then I got this energy. I said, who's talking to us? And we saw the, we saw the word master. And I thought, well, who the heck are you? And so the negative energy... And the fact that the kid, it came across the kids, you know, they literally would stop talking after nine. Would not talk. It would radio silence. I thought, well, is this an oppressive spirit? Right? Right. And so because of the, the negativity that I felt around it, we thought, well, were you like a, a child molester or a child killer when you were alive? And for a while, I actually said that was my theory, and our some of our equipment would just go berserk. And it seems that he, was, he seemed he was getting mad, and he used to destroy. He lives in this supply closet, which is part of the tour, and he used to just th- throw everything around. So then we started bringing a few mediums in and and kind of trying to figure out who is this guy, and we asked them, "Do you want us to bring you anything like an offering?" like you would to like an ancestral altar. And he started asking for tobacco and coffee and things like that. And we thought, okay, we'll bring you a cigarette. If you let the kids talk, we'll bring you some coffee. You have to let the kids talk to us. And we started doing that. And we started saying, master, do you want to talk? I mean, cause the hotel only advertises, you know, about the kids. And I thought, well, maybe, He's kind of mad because no one wants to talk to him. Right. So come on, sit down. Let's have a chit chat. What do you want to talk about? And when we started that approach, it, it was interesting how the energy, the feel, the relationship, the the kids were a little bit more active. And 
even as I developed my gifts, I honestly don't think he's a human energy. Oh, what do you think he is? From what I understand, and I've had this feeling, and I had a good friend of ours, Mary Lynn, come and and validate. I asked her what she thought, and she said the same thing. He's what you call a collector spirit. So he's actually collecting the kids, which is in itself... That's, that's another level we'll have to deal with because at some point we're going to have to start asking him to let the kids move on, right? But he's also a protector. So if he doesn't like you, he's not going to let the children talk to you. But, okay, so this is going to get kind of deep. So I don't you don't think that he was at one time a living being? Nope. 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 You think that he is something that was created in the afterlife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from energies, like yep. combined energies from multiple people. I, I don't. I, I really don't know. I haven't put my finger on how he would have been created. I mean, because so many people think if it's not a human energy, it's an angel or a demon. They couldn't be more right. wrong. There's a ton more things out there. Um, I don't think he's elemental. I think he's something else, but I, I really, in my heart, don't believe he was ever human. I'll put it to you this way. Um, people that ghost hunt, we use meters called K2 meters, right? right? And they have lights that light up if the electromagnetic field changes around them. I put that meter in a chair in the courtyard and I looked at it and all of a sudden it lit up to like the yellow orange yeah. and it stayed solid first things first what are you going to think as a paranormal investigator you think okay where's the electrical line right right i put a k2 meter next to it that did not go off at all like in it it was sitting in a chair put a chair next to it put another k2 meter nothing so i took out our sls camera in that chair there was an entity sitting like a man has this legs crossed where he puts his ankle over his knee sitting just sitting but that doesn't explain why you don't think that he was ever human because i've never seen an energy that's human ever make that k2 meter stay solid and never blink once and the only time that k2 meter changed was when the entity went off camera when we lost him in the camera the k2 meter went back to nothing when he came back into view of the camera so he would disappear and come back the K2 meter went solid again. I'm talking staying solid for a good 15 minutes. Can I give a theory? Sure. If he's been, like, unable to cross over, if he's been stuck beyond the veil, like, where he's not in Mm -hmm. eternity or in living, and it's been like that for hundreds of years, like, is this building as old as the first building we talked about? No. Okay. But the land is. Like, what was there before? Land is land, yeah. And could it just be that he's just been there long enough to gain that kind of strength? Or are you certain that he gains his strength from other? I think he's a very strong energy. Um, and I, I can't explain logically to you why I don't think he's human. And you said someone else that you work with doesn't think so either. Correct. She, why does she, that seem so much scarier? Like, you don't sound scared. Like, to me, that terrifies me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you Because don't I'm scared. a weirdo. 
like I think of like I love ghost stories. I love telling ghost stories. I love when history matches up to like the experiences that people have today. But you don't sound concerned when you uh-uh. say like, "Oh, I don't think he's a spirit. I think he's something else." Like the hell else is there? Like that's terrifying. I, I guess because we've dealt with a lot here, we've been on. I mean, our second private case involved an incubus and a banshee. Welcome to Paranormal Investigating. Our third case um, involved a demonic entity. I think we're a little desensitized, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not desensitized yet. I'm not. (laughs) I mean, and, and we live in it. We live in the French Quarter. We live in it every day. We live in activity that, and we, we investigate and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like we investigate more than any group out there, even the ones that are on TV, because we are doing this some form of like, I'm going to laugh. Is that your dog drinking water? Yes. I I just like, he has to pick right now to drink gumbo. That is funny. Lay on your pillow. You can have a drink in a minute. That's so funny. I know I have, um, I have a. 102-pound Labrador and a 158-pound Great Dane. Okay. He's a 100-pound he's so, Wattwaller. Yeah. So when they drink water, it's the, the whole household is notified. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, no, I, we investigate, honestly, doing what we do. It, it, six, it's six nights a week and sometimes more than once per night. So right. if you think about that and the amount of stuff that happens every single time, we you do experience a whole bunch of different things. We do. And living where we do, we're exposed to a whole lot of different things. Um, we did an investigation at the house that sits on the property where Marie Laveau's Creole cottage was. And we encountered lower level Loa, which are the deities in the voodoo religion. But there's levels that a lot of people don't know of. And these were lower level sort of water sprites type of energies there that an investigator from out of town thought were imps, which are not okay. So it's just because of all the spiritual practices here, the vampires, the voodoo, the witchcraft, the, the hoodoo, you name it and everything in between. I guess a lot of this stuff becomes, is it second nature or more of a, an intriguement. You, you become more intrigued by it than you are afraid of it. Less terrifying. Right. And, and the thing, thing is, is that, um, we know enough people in, in the area where if we do get an attachment of some sort, um, we can pick up the phone and say, Hey, I think I got a little problem. Can you come fix it for me? And do you I, have advice for people that come to Doralines? Cause like, there are people that come to New Orleans like I do, where mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just go to Ghost Hunt. I want to see the above ground graves. I want to see Marie Laveau's house. I want to see the Delphine Valerie, like, who are taking it as entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Do you have advice for people to be careful or, you know, Absolutely. watch what you're doing? Yeah. Be careful. Um, my husband likes to say, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, there's, there's this belief on how real is it, right? Any of it, listen, we suffered from this too. I know it's real, but how real is it, right? And until right. you have something very bad happen to you, you don't really understand how real it is. 
um, the the best advice I could give is be respectful. You oh, know? that's really good advice, Ashley. That's really good advice for anybody going ghost hunting. I just mm-hmm. did an entire episode with someone who she treats, who she believes are the spirits of this building. She treats them with the same respect as she would walking into anyone's house. Yeah. So that's actually really good advice. These are these spirits are us without the human suit. There's no difference between us. There's still human energy. There's still that was human. A gaggy way to put it. Human suit. <laughs> Meat suit. I don't know. What do you want? I get it. I totally get it. And I love that. I think that it's important that especially going into the Halloween season every year, people get all excited and want to go on a ghost hunt. Mm-hmm. But I think respect is probably the most important thing is that you don't go crazy calling people out and mm-hmm. saying shit that you shouldn't be saying that you exactly. need to have respect because frankly, none of us know if any of this is real. Like at the end of the day, we all have our own beliefs right? and there's skeptics and there's believers at the end of the day. Why risk it? They just have mm-hmm. respect either way. So, and yeah, no, and really coming good. on our tour is not going to give you, is, is not going to make you get an attachment, right? You're walking through the French Quarter. You're walking through this energy everywhere you go. Right. When you open yourself up, I have pe- I've had people on my tour that think that they know what they're doing and will say something like, use my energy. It makes my skin crawl. I thought you're just stupid. You've just yeah. invited whatever's around you in, and you don't know who you just or what you just invited. Don't ever say that. Right. Um, yeah, that's really not very really right. Right. And and we tell people on the tour, you know, what they ask, what am I supposed to ask these ghosts? I thought, I don't know. What would you ask a living person you didn't know in a bar? How yeah. do you get to know them? That's, that's the mindset. You go in with it. And also, you know, people also think sometimes, oh, you're just out to prove that, you know, make me a believer. No, we're not. No, we're not. We actually don't want you to be so closed off. If it smacked you in the head, you still wouldn't admit it. But we don't want you to be so eager that you're looking for something so big when sometimes it's the subtleties that are paranormal. You're not noticing. You've got to stay in the middle. You've got to stay objective and you got to make up your own mind. And that's really the opportunity we want to provide people. Um, so people sometimes think, Oh, you just want to make me believe you want to make up activity. No, because if they don't like you, they're not going to come out and talk to you. <laughs> I can't right. make them <laughs> energy in your mind. Okay. Exactly. So people can, people can find your tours by going to, um, New Orleans paranormal society. Yep. And your name is Jennifer Talley. And um, second most haunted place in New Orleans. Tell us what you, you... The second most haunted place in the French Quarter. In the French Quarter. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Pressure. Ugh. It's a place I can't talk about. So I'm going to say that... Um, I would say the uh, probably the provincial. It is. is the two that you, that you go to. Yeah, there's another place that's very active I can't talk about um, because that's one of our demonic cases. <laughs> I really don't no, want no, no. people going there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, honestly, I think the provincial's very haunted. Our other two locations um, that are on private property uh, that they get to go into, I mean, every place has been very consistently haunted. So you know, no matter where we go, they're going to be... You know, the, the spirits like your vibe. 
you're going to have a good experience for sure. And tell me, if I go to New Orleans, which one do I stay at? The Andrew Jackson Hotel or the um, Hotel Provincial? Uh, it depends. Do you want a pool or do you not want a pool? The Andrew I'm Jackson- not going to go there when it's hot out. I'm going to okay. go when it's like creepy, like fall. Yeah. No. Um, so Andrew Jackson is a boutique hotel. They do not have a pool, but their sister property does and you get access. Um, so, and, uh, they're on Royal street. So if you want that Royal street artsy vibe, um, stay there. The hotel provincial is on charter street. So, um, it's right around the corner from Decatur, which is a lot of our shops in the French market. So if you want to stay near the French market flea market, then, then stay at the provincial. Um, there, neither one's a bad option, to be honest with you. Do you live in New Orleans? I live in the French Quarter. You live in the French Quarter? I do, for 12 so years. You, wow, you live right in the middle of all of that history. Yep. 300 years of history. More yep. than 300 years. More than 300 years. Yep. Yep. I, I, we literally, all three of us that do these, every all three of us live in the French Quarter. We are literally taking you around our neighborhood. And would you ever live anywhere else now? I don't want to. <laughs> this is where you want to be. I, I, I can't. I don't see myself leaving right now. I, I feel like I lived um, in New Orleans for a year, moved out, and it took me about five years to come back. Um, and I couldn't wait to come back. And the whole time I was gone, it kept calling me. So That's you're where you're supposed to be. I think I am. And listen, the French Quarter especially, New Orleans is either going to chew you up and spit you out, or it's going to embrace you and never let go. There's no in-between. Oh, really? Yep, there is no in-between. Well, I guess we'll see what happens to me, because I'm going to... You got to come. After I'm done researching Paul Garrett, I'm yeah. going to plan my vacation for next. What's the best month of the year to go to New Orleans? Oh boy, I, you know what? If you can swing it, come near Christmas. Oh really? Oh, it's so pretty. There's nothing. I was thinking that. There's nothing like. Oh, I, I, it's, I grew up in Wisconsin. Listen, I love snow as long as I'm not shoveling it. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And thank you. You said you would do another one with me. We were going to talk about something else, and I don't remember what else. Delphine Lalaurie. Let's do it. Yeah, um, I got another. I want to do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, we'll Thank have you so much. Give your dog a hug for me because he sounds adorable. <laughs> I will. His name's Gumbo. How appropriate, I, right? I heard you say that. I was like, no, she is New Orleans through and through. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's adorable. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry for all the, the bullshit. Uh, you know, it's technical something didn't ears. want us to talk, yeah. Or wanted us to talk where we are now. It wanted me in the living room. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I haven't moved, but for whatever reason, you were where you're supposed to be. I guess so, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Have a good night. You too. If you ever get the chance to visit the French Quarter, be sure to look up New Orleans Paranormal Society and Jennifer Talley. She'd be happy to introduce you to some of her ghostly friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Haunting History Podcast. We love hearing from you, so be sure to like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Haunting History Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to all your favorites. Visit our website at hauntinghistorypodcast.com for more information on each episode, links to our Patreon page, and all of our social media platforms. Until next time, I'm Kat. I'm Haley. Remember, 
the living are far scarier than any ghost.